Hello, everyone, and welcome to Early Childhood Chatter with Dr. Shipley and Dr. Hield. We will upload a new episode every other week on Wednesdays. Twice a month, we come to you with a 10-minute professional development with new ideas for you to try. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for notifications about future episodes. Today, we are so thrilled to have with us Jane Hildenbrand. And Jane has a master's and a bachelor's degree in child development and family studies from Indiana State University. She has spent her entire career working on behalf of children and families at the state and national level. Jane has worked with Purdue University as an extension educator and Ivy Tech Community College as a program chair and professor of early childhood education. And Jane and I were just talking about how beautiful Indiana is during this time of the year. So I am so thrilled to welcome our special guest, Jane, with us today. Oh, thank you so much. It is a pleasure to be here. When I saw that come th- through, I'm like, I want to do that. So <laughs> talk about, well, obviously, one of my very favorite topics, children and parents. But yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to be here, although it is a little rainy here today and a little chilly, but it's still mm-hmm. beautiful. Awesome. That's my favorite kind of weather. But, yeah, um, great. <laughs> um, I was so excited for you to be here with us today, too. And I can hear that passion in your voice. So those are the kind of people we want to talk to. So um, the title of your session is Peace Be With Me. That's and I right. love it. I love it. Why did you choose this topic? Well, I'll tell you what, um, I've always worked um, in sort of a, in the lo- at the level of, you know, helping you know, children and families be happy. You know, I started working with stress management back in the 80s, 80s, 90s when a lot came out. And, you know, all the research showed that you know, they would ask children, um, they would ask parents, actually, what do you want most for their ch- your children? And, it, and the research said to be happy. So then they asked the children and the children weren't happy. So mm-hmm. that's where it all started, and it has just evolved over the years with Purdue and with Ivy Tech, and um, that's a topic that came to me about helping children to be happier and more peaceful. And I, the first time I did it, uh, was it actually at a state um, and NACI for the Indiana Association <laughs> seminar? Um, it was oh gosh, over twenty years ago, and. They had like 230 people in the room, jam-packed, standing room only. And people were, it showed me, people were just starved for information. What can I do with the children? How can I help them? How can I help the family? So mm-hmm. um, I've been doing it in various forms ever since, including integrating integrating it into college classes. So, yeah, it's just one of my signatures, I suppose. So that's why I came up with it. And Jane, it's such a relevant topic in today's society because obviously we are grappling with, you know, different family units, different, um, you know, children expectations. We have the element of social, um, the social media. We also have mental health conversations. Why is this so relevant for our teachers and our leaders and our families today? Well, yeah, it is so relevant to acknowledge it, not only for children, but themselves. Um, You know, certainly in the teaching field, I have a lot of teachers come to me, they're just burned out, tired, early childhood through on through. And so it's relevant that we have practical tools, not only that we can use for ourselves and our families, but, you know, also our children, because they learn from us. So, as you know, we're the role models. So, as we deal with and cope with life and life situations and our early childhood situations, it's easier for them. Um, obviously, everything's um, a learning 
um, a learning experience for all of us. But um, I just find that the more we can uh, learn about it ourselves then and practice it just tiny tidbits at a time with our children, they can cope more effectively as well, just to deal with this ever-changing world that changes every minute. Yeah. And it's like you said, it was, it sounds like something that you really have been working on over time, but when exactly are you, were you like, this is going to be my stamp. This is going to be my footprint. This is important. And I am going to lead the charge on this. (laughs) Well, gosh, it was back. It it had to be in the, let's see, it probably in the mid to late nineties. That's when that's when I really started doing the seminars. I'd always been involved in stress management, working with in Purdue University. I did a lot of stress management programs and trainings, but really getting with the, the children was probably in the mid, probably 1997, 98. It just sort of evolved. And I did the seminar at our state conference and it just went from there. And I still run into people these days mm-hmm. that I was there. I saw you or I couldn't get in and, um, it was just, um, it, it was very exciting. I mean, not that exciting that we're all going through all this, but it just evolved in different ways. And I guess I got integrated into classes and that's when it really seemed to take off. Right. That's so cool. Um, so we all, we all want to talk about families and how we can work with them and how can we help them. And, you know, the teachers that are out there listening, they want to know how can we help our families? So what do you do to assist families um, of the children that you're working with? One of the things I like to do first, and I do this a lot when I do individual consults these days, because I do a lot of that. Um, what I, I do is get them to look at themselves. Um, mm-hmm. Parents often don't realize that they are their uh, child's best role model. And the children are picking up from the parents what's going on, whether they know it or not. So, you know, it starts um not only with the parent, but as the, the teacher as well. I think teachers are doing a great job, you know, doing, and you know, out in the classroom, but it's, it's also, there's other ways to look at it. So getting the parent to look at their own stressors or how to keep, how they keep calm. And that's how, you know, as we know, even in utero, um, children are picking up the stressors from their parents and can hear, you know, feel the mother, hear the mother. And, right. Um, I just worked with somebody this weekend. They were in shock. Some of the things that came out, what she learned about herself and uh, because of, you know, how she grew up. So I always have parents look at themselves. What are your stressors? You know, how did you grow up? Where does that come from? And uh, that's probably one of the best ways. And to take some of these tools I have to share today and actually work on themselves, you know, and then do it maybe with their children. Right. Okay. So my next question is, what are some of the techniques? What are some of the tools that you could give some of our listeners just real quick that they could try? Sure. Um, One of the things that I really like, and I will tell you that I found some on YouTube that I really like because children can do it with them. But if you've ever heard of um, tapping, it's emotional freedom technique, Mm -hmm. they're little, um, you know, hand symbols you can do. And it really basically goes into your neural system, works with the neural system. This is great. It's called Tapping for Kids with Allison, and it's geared Mm. for children. And what she does is, it's it's really great, you know, when you you tap. I mean, this is a a research-based, you know, working with with neurology and, you know, touching different parts of, like, your forehead, your head. Mm -hmm. Uh, One's called, uh, so it's Tapping for Kids with Allison. You just go right to it. 
and they do a karate chop, the hairy eyeball, the super <laughs> eagle. <laughs> they do all kinds of fun things and kids like to do that. And she names it. It's just um, back in the day, I was obviously I was doing videos and um, all kinds of things like that. But yeah, there's some great. Th- I think my students taught me this. Um, my great things on YouTube. So that's one that I think is really a, a quick and easy one that people can do really quickly once they get the you know the part of the the part of it of what it's about. Um, another thing I like to do, and the children, it's been interesting, I guess, on um, online on. Um, Oh my gosh, I just had a blank. The what children, what children and youth like to follow the um, social media. Um, stones and rocks have been all the the rage, and uh, what they do is they like to get their magical stones and what works for them. And I have found that with children too, is that you know when you when they know it's a, like a magical stone, like with words on them for peace, quiet focus um they they like to carry those with them and then every when they get stressed or really need calming they just focus on that colored stone in their pocket maybe with a word on it uh, the children have actually taught me a lot they come you know in droves wanting to buy these um stones and so that's another way because they can almost like imagine their stress energy flowing into the stone and they can buy them for a dollar so those are fun. Um, another thing that I've always liked to, to have around is a bubbling water fountain. And uh, you can buy these pretty inexpensively. And, uh, you know, there's water in, in the classroom at home. And that's um, something that's really fun to use And that, because water is relaxing. I think I bought one once for $20. <laughs> and um, it just bubbles all the time. And that's one of those things you could actually have in a peace center in the classroom or at home, along with pillows, maybe some books on peace, um, some stones, just even some, you know, the quiet music that goes all around it. So um, I find that really fun, along with... Um, some people like to use uh, diffusers, electric diffusers, or other safe ways to use essential oils that help people relax. And this is all research-based as well. Um, certainly, um, lavender helps people relax um, the smells and just, you know, it induces calmness. And I've even used a lot, those a lot myself. And um, sometimes people use what we call dream pillows. You could make those really inexpensively too, small, colorful pillows filled with herbs and our smells that help in, induce relaxed calmness. You can buy those. I think I bought mine. I think it finally gave out. I used it so much. But they can also use it under a pillow or hang it above the headboard so they sleep more um, relaxing at night. So those are some really, really fun ones that I have found uh, that children like a lot. And um, you know, the, the yoga is really fun when they, there's one I really like, it's on YouTube. Like I said, I've got my videos, but they, we don't use those anymore. There's one called <laughs> Co- Cosmic Kids Yoga. It's okay. 10 minutes. And this is something that, um, you know, for kids of all ages and parents can do it with them and teachers. Uh, so it's Cosmic Kid Yoga. There's, and there's one on called On the Farm Yoga for Toddlers. And I think that was really fun because they get to be different farm animals. <laughs> Right. 
Yeah, all um, of these sound so fun and like something that I would have used in my classroom. And, you know, you're talking about the smells and I do the same thing yeah. with my diffuser. Do, diffuser. Oh, cool. And when I go to my chiropractor, they always oh. have something in their office. And every time I walk in, I just feel like this oh. sense of calm. So that just reminded me of it. So it must really work. But yeah, I can see children liking this and you being able to add it throughout your classroom in many, many ways. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, it's really... Um, there's just so much out there. There's like a, a, a book that I really like. It's called The Peaceable Classroom, Easy Activities to Teach Preschoolers. And it's chock full of activities that parents and children can use. So teachers can, it's been out quite a while. I know it's still there, but it's um, also chock full of act, quick activities. And that I know that teachers like that. I've always liked that. What's quick? What can I find quickly? Right. So that's um, a good a good book. And some other, I, I really love books. I'm a reader. I've been a reader since I was born, I'm pretty sure. I had a great mom. But um, we always had books. And I know that's that's the way out of, you know, the way mm -hmm. we think. And mm -hmm. one of the, some of the books that I really, really like are, um, it, it was some of the, it's called Don't Pop the Cork on Mondays, the children's anti-stress book. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love the fact that you bring in literacy, you bring in various content areas, you bring in play, and then you also bring in those environmental features that we can add to our environments to create that sense of calmness. Um, Jane, this has just been so great. Can you provide our leaders, our, our listeners, excuse me, who are leaders sometimes with three <laughs> takeaways? Well, three takeaways. Um, I, well, I would say number one, um, you know, do it yourself, you know, practice on yourself and just be open to more and more of the new ideas that are out there. I mean, there's so many ideas that are out there that we maybe wouldn't even think about or maybe we learned about uh, when we, you know, when we were in college or maybe over the years. Um, some of the things, you know, I would hope that you take more techniques some book ideas. There's a lot of books out there on calmness some fun tools. Um just look in the books. I think that Nacy does a nice job on some peace books, recommending peace books. Always, they're an excellent resource. Um, and yeah, just children's books. I know the the Don't Pop the Cork on Mondays has one, Don't Feed the Monster on Tuesdays, and on and on. So there's just lots of resources like that, that we can just kind of have an all well-balanced program. And, you know, home, home too as well. Yes. I love all of it. And these are just fantastic suggestions. So I want you to leave our listeners with one challenge. Okay. One challenge to work on your own stress. <laughs> uh, yeah. That I know. Yes. <laughs> I know it's rough, but yeah, we have to do it first. <laughs> Right. I love that. And if we can get into the schools and really help our teachers do that um, and really use some of these techniques on ourselves, that's even better. But we so appreciate you being here with us today, Jane, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it, too. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh -huh.